Hello everybody and welcome to She Talks Tech, where I profile women in technology and STEM careers. My aim is to elevate and amplify their stories and inspire more women to join this field. Through detailed interviews with successful women in technology and STEM, I explore their career paths, challenges, successes, and advice for aspiring professionals. Join me as I celebrate the achievement of women in technology and STEM and discover the diverse and exciting opportunities available in this field. In today's episode, I'm so excited to have one of the women that I got to meet when I was still in, in university. <laughs> so we met and then I think we also stayed in the same rest. For those who don't know what rest is, it's like the dormitories in a university setup. So it was such a pleasure to got to meet up with her and get to know her as a person. She's an amazing woman. I call her my server, but her real name is Nonsanza. Hello, Nonsanza. Hi, hi, Helen. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming through today and talking to She Talks Tech, the podcast. I'm really excited to actually have a conversation, a very relaxed kind of conversation with you and just get to know you a little better, but more than anything, give you a platform to share your story. And I want to start from the beginning. So you grew up in Guandavela, right? Yes. Uh, and I want to get to know the 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 young Nontlanta grew up in Guandavelle. How was it like growing up in, in Guandavelle? It was so nice, I must say. It was good because you we were able to go in the wild and have the wild foods mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also milk the cows. I grew up in a plot, so we were having cows, we were planting seeds. Yeah. So yes. So, and the difficult part was when we were going to school because we're walking, like you can walk to school for about an hour. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So if you had to attend eight ultra class, so you have to leave at home around half past six, then you'll be early to school. So yeah, yeah that was the difficult part. But apart from that, it was it was good day. Yeah. I mean, cardio... Very early in the morning. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the we've heard about every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've heard about those morning walks. So there's a brighter side to it, even to this day. Yes. So tell me, in the in that kind of setup, who is your inspiration? Who do you look up to, and like on a daily basis in your life? I can say my grandfather. Yeah. What was the yeah? About him? He, yeah. <laughs> He he was he was a hard worker. He didn't go to school, but he was I can say he was literate mm-hmm. <laughs> in a sense that he will attend meetings, speak his Africans because you know the olden days. But he he was having a building construction company. So at first when he tell his story, you feel inspired, like wow, because he started selling, um, started selling the the fruits, just like the peaches and all that. Then he went to taxi association. Then he started the building construction, and he was building hotel, the hospitals. He was building schools and jails. So it was he was having big projects and. He used to 
take care of us fully, I must say. Mm-hmm. To such a way where, like, our birthdays, we used to celebrate our birthdays almost, like, every year. And also, during holidays, we'll go out, like, on a vacation, every holidays. Mm-hmm. So that I kept something, like, I want my kids to grow like this. Yeah. Because of him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can say he was inspiring me. Oh. Unfortunately, he passed away. So, yeah. Oh, rest in peace <laughs> to him. That I mean. Yeah. And, mm. yeah, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, he, he used to tell me that you need to, when you see the business dying, you need to leave that business. You can't invest so much on that business when you see that you're losing money. Mm-hmm. And I think I kept those sweats. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they keep me going. Ah, that's beautiful. Uh, that's 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 beautiful. We are mm-hmm. going to touch on the business element of you later on. But today's focus is more on your your tech journey. And I think... I I am interested in that kind of setting when you actually grow up watching your grandfather who is a a total inspiration for you and is doing all these great things and it's more on the business element. When when do you decide that I am going to move from Guandabele and I'm going to study and in my studying I am picking IT? Okay, at first I thought it's fixing laptops and all that. But unfortunately, I was wrong because there's more. <laughs> there's more to IT. Um, at first, I my love was on health sciences. Mm-hmm. Yes, health sciences, and the second option was civil engineer because of him, I must mm-hmm. say. Then the third part was electrical engineering. So in myself, I went like, okay, if I'm doing the the electrical part, if he's building, I'll help on doing the the electrical part. Mm-hmm. So I think that keeps me going. But okay, then I I then in I research more on on IT as a whole, like what's happening and all that. Then I I got inspired that there's there's more to IT. So I I question myself how this the robots. How do they work? Okay, <laughs> with there, how is this working? But you know those kind of things. Then yeah. I get, then I apply into IT, and that's where I I got the love with the technology. So yeah, ah, that's beautiful. So when you got into IT, was it because the other choices that you had did not accept you or? After the interest and curiosity, you went straight and started IT? Yes, yes. To be honest, I think I applied to IT because there I didn't get to other streams that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yes, yes. But I was happy as well because I love technology. I used to question myself on how are they doing things? Why is this? So I was like, no, man, I think IT will be, there were other courses, I mean, yeah. education yeah. and others, and but I, I was like, no, I think IT will do to me because I, I have questions. 
So I think I need answers. Awesome. That sounds that sounds really great. So I'm wondering expectation versus reality. So <laughs> you have this curiosity. I'm pretty sure you're building some sort of expectations in your head about what IT could be and what you like you have ahead of you. But then you get into the space and study. What were some of the reality that were contrary? Like there was a bit of contrast between the reality versus the expectation that you had. Yes, when when I first joined, I was doing you know the first the first streams you do the the fixing of computers and all that. Then in my mind, I was like, okay, so which means I was supposed to be in engineering, not the <laughs> fixing part, <laughs> because I have a question on how things are working, like the machines, the ATMs, and all that. But now. Why are, are we now doing the the fans and the CD ROMs and like <laughs> okay let's see <laughs> and then I I think we we then introduce they then introduced us to VB which was the first programming language then that's when I fell in love like okay mm-hmm. now we're doing the calculator and all this and I, okay <laughs> wait what was calculator your first thing that you <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we doing the some new ones and new twos, and we're like, okay, I have arrived now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then, that's interesting. I guess to do lists and calculators of the very <laughs> yes. classical entry level stuff that people then get to develop when they're starting off. Yeah, and then you move along in your career. I am guessing you then move to IBM. Yes, yes. And before, let me add on this. Mm-hmm. It's like when I was doing my matric, I I also did computer literature, like where, where they teach you Word and Excel, but it was less information. Mm-hmm. Then I, I fell in love. So I think that kept me going as well. Yeah. Then my first job was with the Manelisi Technologies. In Manelisi Technologies, I think I stayed for five months there. I was doing the hotel booking system. Uh-huh. Yes. And then I joined IBM. And then in IBM, we work on the e-learning project. Yes. So it was helping the students to register online, be able to write the test and all of that. So I think I gained more knowledge in IBM on how the systems are working because we are starting to do documentation from scratch. So where you know, remember, like at school, we were not following the process fully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just code. <laughs> yeah. You get the, the, the question paper and say, okay, do this system. You just code. Mm-hmm. So so in IPM, they were making sure that we, we follow the process fully. And yeah. yeah, so we did the UML backgrounds and all that. And we started coding and the integration part to the finish part, testing part. Okay, so very curious because I think the the very early stages of anyone's career is very important in the way they actually find the space. So you can either make or break them for some people because if the space doesn't look receptive enough, you either decide that this is not for you or it's for you. What are one of the highlights that you find 
within those early days in your career. And perhaps after that, you can actually take us through your journey. I know you have progressed a lot in your journey within the tech space. So maybe you can take us through that. But I'm also really interested in this early days in your career. Okay. I can say in IBM, I was appointed to do the integration part. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, when you are all new from school, you just code differently. You just code so that your code, if your code runs, whether how you declare or whatever, but if your code runs, you're fine. <laughs> so what I was doing, I was compiling the work of everyone. And it was a bit challenging, yes, mm-hmm. because, you know, we some are from universe, some are from vets or whatever. Everyone comes with their own standards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I compiled everything and I made sure that the system was up and running. So I, I think that kept me going and say, like, I think I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Because at first I was doubting myself, like, mm, Okay, <laughs> but yeah. I but after compiling that, I was I was like, no man, I I think I I can code, yeah. I can code fully. I can I can work to to big industries. I see the future in me, and yeah. So yeah, I think that that's the main thing I can I can say. Oh yeah, that is beautiful. So I think kudos to that very early days of your life because then <laughs> you are still you are still contributing to the world of tech. And I think it's very important that we have you and we have your diverse experience in that level. And talking about diverse experience, take me through your journey. So IBM and then you move to different places. How does that look like? <laughs> okay. After IBM I joined CETA. Mm-hmm. Then at CETA, I didn't stay very long. I think I stayed three months. Why? Because, um, you know, what was I doing? Like, it was helping the end users how to use the system. Mm. You help them how to plug their laptop. You know, those kind of things. So yeah. I feel like my career is dying. So, you know, if if you were exposed to something and yeah. then now yeah. you, you had to do... I think if I was not exposed to what I was doing at IBM, maybe I was going to stay and say, okay, maybe in tech, that's what we This doing. is what we have, and yeah. Yes, and, and there's more. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I, I joined Dimension Data. In Dimension Data, I work, I work on two projects. The other project was for the Namibian youth. Mm-hmm. We, it was helping the youth to book the hostel online and be able to reserve space and uh, alert if they are going out and all that. And we were using the portal called LifeRay. I don't know if you're familiar. I am, I am familiar with LifeRay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So we were using the portal called LifeRay and the Java as a whole. And then the other project was for ESCOM project. So the ESCOM project, we were doing the testing there and putting the documentation into order because I think their documentation was not proper, the TDS and all that. And mm-hmm. also showing on the documentation, specifying what are the requirements and all that. So we're doing 
the documentation as a whole. Then after dimension data, I I joined um, Tech Mahindra. In Tech Mahindra, we we went to India for three months. Mm-hmm. And in India, we, what we were doing, we went for SOA training, mm-hmm. SOA. Yeah. Where we were doing the BPLs, yeah, ESPs and and, 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 and enterprise managers so were learning about that. Then I came back, I went to Ghana, MTN Ghana. Mm-hmm. So in MTN Ghana, I was working on, on, on the SOA project as well. So mm-hmm. what we were doing, we were doing like, the BPL services and the Java and also doing the script scripting tools um mm-hmm. using Python and also using Linux and yeah. So SQL developer to check logs and all of it. Then I came back to MTN South Africa, so I was working on the same project as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then I went to, uh, uh, to telecom. So in telecom, we we were working on the microservices. Yes. So we we're working on the microservices, the TIPCO. And then I joined TCS. In TCS, I consulted again in MTN, same project, same tech, same everything. So basically Wait, what happened... Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what happened is the client that took over Tech Mahindra in MTN, which is TCS, they took me because the client, the client, I mean MTN, suggested that they they should take me. So mm-hmm. I was okay. appointed by the client itself. So uh-huh. yeah, then I work on the same project, same thing, same everything. I think for close to seven years. Mm-hmm. Then I joined, I recently joined Vasex. So in Vasex, I'm now a Java developer there and I'm working on Celsius projects. We are using Java, Kubernetes, Docker, Next, and uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about myself. (laughs) That's amazing. That sounds like a very wide range of skills and wide wide range of experiences that you've had over the years in your career. And I'm wondering, what is that one highlight that you have in your career? I think the highlight, I'll choose the the MTN project. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where we were convincing the clients that we need to migrate to 12C because B12C is faster and it, it helps it, it, on reducing cost and improve the productivity. Mm-hmm. But the client was denying, but we had to present it and push it so that the client can 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 agree. So I was part of that. So I think I'm proud of myself about it as well, yeah. That's great. And what has been your experience with diversity within the tech space? So between men and women within your space, did you see like a balance? How has it been like for you? I can say there's no balance, to be honest. <laughs> it's not messing. The math is not, it's not messing. <laughs> Yes, as we speak now, I'm the only lady in my team. Mm-hmm. And almost in all the years, like 
I, if we know two, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm used to it, yeah. but I think we need more in 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 in, in the tech space. Because it seems like in most cases, women are afraid of trying. Some of them you may find they are good, but they feel like, I I can't do this. And then even if they're into IT, they tend to be on to business part because they're like, I I can't. And you may find that person can coach, can do everything, but we, we tend to feel like, I think I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm tired in coding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if if we don't do that, what will happen to the next generation? Will they want to do it or will they feel like, no, I can't do it either. Yeah. Yeah. But if they if the young generation can see more women up front, they're like, no, mm-hmm. I also want to do this because Shulani is there. How come she did this? I can do it too. Mm-hmm. But if they see two, three women, they're like, Mm-mm. this is the same thing as <laughs> in high school times when we were doing a physics and, and maths. You may find we are four yeah. or five in class, the ladies. And then you may find some others, are you really doing a, a, a maths? Really? And then you'll be scared. You're now in grade 10 and everyone is asking, will you do this? And, you know, yeah. but we, we kept pushing. So it's similar. If you try and practice, practice, I mean, you make it. Yeah. So I think one thing that I'm hearing from what you're saying is the resilient element. So I'm hearing you suggest that women should be resilient enough to keep trying even when they are not, if even when things are not working, because that's just generally how coding is like in general. And I hope if you're listening out there at home and you would want to get into tech, realistically, <laughs> so tech is about solving problems. So this is actually to say that you will meet up with challenges, but so does everybody who is in technology. Everyone gets to encounter those challenges. So please tell me, what do you think companies should do to actually try attract more women and beyond attracting more women, retaining them? I think companies should give women space as well. Because in most cases, you may find sometimes they, like, maybe you're in the same project mm-hmm. with the guys, yeah. but they press more on the guys than you, women, in most cases. They're like, ah, you know, maybe let's say we are having a deployment at night. They were like, no, um, Nonsansa can't do it because she's the mother, you know. Mm-hmm. I think companies should start treating us the same. Do <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. If companies will, yeah, don't feel bad that I'm, don't feel like, say, oh, she's a woman. I feel like, she, she shouldn't work too much. Yeah. So, so if you, they can treat... Yeah. Do you feel like you're yeah, if they, as, as the female developer than a developer? Yes. So sometimes they feel like, Mm-mm, this project, I'll give it to this guy because, I mean, you are the woman. It's okay. 
Yeah. You know, so we can do it as women as well. So they, they, they should give us space as well. And yeah. And talking about like this, continuing on the same theme, the fact that women should be given a space to just be. And I think this is a call to actually just generally with everybody. I've seen this happen a lot. The whole idea of you have female developers and then you have developers. I think there's a certain element where that chat actually expires in a way because I come into spaces and then I don't always want to be treated as the female developer I just want to be a developer and this is just generally something that I think I see as a theme in many spaces and perhaps it's because you you literally move into spaces and you're the only and I hope that collectively we would do better in trying to attract women and also with women on, on the other side we should just know that the space is for us as well and you can thrive within the tech space and it, it is for you so what are some of the struggles that you found in your career just generally moving through the times apart from the the whole idea of being treated as a female developer than being a developer? Mm. I'm pretty sure that it's not just been a smooth sailing. <laughs> and if it is smooth sailing, please teach us your ways. <laughs> I I am a person who speaks. I'm open like so whenever something doesn't sit well with me, I raise it in most cases. And if, for example, if someone doesn't talk nicely with, nice with me, I speak up. Because sometimes you may find one of your colleagues speak somehow in a way that you don't love it. And so that's a problem to me. So, But I speak, I speak up and tell the person right away that I don't love this and you need to fix yourself. And in most cases, the challenges that I face and that were more painful is, is the language. You may find you're working on a certain country or you work on with people that don't speak the same language as you. And now you maybe the majority speaks that language and now you may find they speak that language and they know that you don't know that language and it's the problem that was the most challenging to me i'm the person who love languages i i know most of the languages in south africa i know all the languages across countries i know some of the languages but I, I I find it difficult for someone to speak the certain language that I don't understand. Now we're trying to solve something or we're in a meeting, you speak with your language and then <laughs> I yeah, so that was the most painful thing to me, I must say. So I will say people must learn to use the language that everyone can understand. Yeah. I'm not trying to offend anyone, but it's, it's the truth that we don't talk about. Yeah, you're speaking your truth. It's the, the truth, truth that, we, <laughs> yeah. the, that we don't talk about. And it's a painful thing. It's a painful yeah. thing, I must say. Because now you'll be looking like, they say, you find, deploy. 
test. Only the word that you hear is deploy and test. And you like, and they speak about the environment that you're working on. Then you go like, eh, where are we now? And then you, when you ask, they, they, they then explain to you, no, we mean this and this. Then you like, but guys, then the next thing you will be saying, you discuss this. I was there. While I didn't hear anything, then when it impacts, it, it impacts the system, then you will say, no, Atlanta was there as well. No. Yeah. I think we need to stop that. I think you're raising a very good and interesting point. So in an environment where you have a very diverse team and I've worked with diverse team and I understand what you mean about the whole idea of having to come into a space and then you cannot really be in a position to hear and understand what is being said. Uh, what do you think companies that looking into being international and or maybe opposing themselves to be like in an international platform how do you think they can strengthen their policies to make sure that no one feels excluded? Because I imagine in the space that you were in, the language that was spoken was not a requirement for you. And you were probably also like the majority and, and all those kind of stuff, but you were not a majority within the team. What are some of the policies that you think, or rather the, some of the actions that companies can take to actually make sure that they strengthen their language policy to make sure that everybody is included in conversations, sometimes even in social settings, because it's it just builds teams. I think companies, you know, when you, you, you're writing a psychometric test, when they hire you, I think they should include that as well in their psychometric test where they, the employees should see that if you speak a certain language, it's not allowed. You need to speak this language because not in a sense when they are eating during lunch and all that, but when you do the work, you need to speak a certain language. So, I mean, because, I mean, if I can speak my own language and present the same cap, and feel like I'm cool, missing the baby, and yeah, I, yeah, and I'm done. Yeah. Exactly. What will happen if everyone can speak their language? Will it work? No. So I think companies should press on that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a South African language, whether it's American, whatever language, or Dutch, or whatever, any language, it's, I'm not pointing fingers on a certain country, but I'm saying in general, as a whole, as a whole, as a whole, um, everyone, the whole world, not <laughs> South Africans only. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I hope that. The people who make policies and make decisions around this will be will hear this and then will be in a position to actually inform some changes there and there because there's definitely, as you're saying, there's a need for change from that element. 
yeah, so we are nearing the end of this recording, right? And do you have any any advice that you would like to give to any woman who might be listening today, specifically women in this case, women who are trying to get into the space, they have some spark of interest in them and it just needs a little bit of a nudge there and there. What advice would you give them? Advice, I'll start with the, the ones that are in, in high school to to push more on maths and science and the computer computer skills so if you choose those subjects i mean you'll be on on a good good also the one who are in tech space as well i'll advise them to enhance their skills because if you stay in one thing that you were taught in university you won't grow i mean in old years in olden days we used to create websites using only the servlets and the jsps that's it and now there's more there's web service you create the spring boots and all that there's angular js there's more so if you keep on pushing yourself you'll be better and you want to stay in one lane where you were taught this is how you do it. So I'll advise them to to keep on pushing right certificates. If you don't have money for certificate, try to check on your YouTube. There's more. There's more. Just search more into computer science. What should I learn? Something like that. Just search anything. So you'll find more. There's there's more to IT. We also try to push. We push more because you feel like I the skill that I'm having it's not enough. Let me push more. And the more you push, is the is the more you grow. And you won't see that. You will see when you up there like no man, I've grown man. Yeah. Look at the better. Mm, I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you stay in one one position i mean you'll be in one position even at work they won't feel like they will put you on the upper level because you're in one position you yourself try pushing yourself and then they will push you as well yeah yeah well there you have it continuous learning and this applies to the people who are trying to get into the space and the people who are already in the space well, Nantlanta, or rather Maseve to me, thank you so much <laughs> for this. I really appreciate your time and I really appreciate sharing your your story with us. And I hope that you who's listening at home have gotten something out of this or you've learned something out of this. I, for one, know that I've gotten something out of this conversation. Before we end this conversation, I have asked you to write the letter to your younger 10-year-old self. And I'm going to give you a time right now and a chance to read that letter in your own voice. Take it away. Okay. I think you are a go-getter and you, you are capable of doing anything that comes your way. There's more to you than you know. Um, you actually more than what you think you are and yeah so yeah that's the letter I wrote to, to myself and the things that I dreamed 
about are now happening. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the things, I, I'm the person where whenever I think of something, I just implement it mm-hmm. without knowing where I'm going. So I just, I just do it. Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, it keeps it's me going. Yeah. Hugs to the young Nantlantla who is a go-getter and we see it today. So for the people who don't know know you personally, just to share another bit that is not tech. Nantlantla is, is a businesswoman, a founder of Masitole, and also she recently launched her her own chai tea, which is influenced by her time that she spent in India and also her grandfather that she actually did mention in the beginning of the podcast. So I, for one, have not tasted the tea the tea yet because I'm not in South Africa, but I can't wait to actually have that sip because <laughs> it is, I love teas and I like chai generally. So I, I can't wait to actually test that as well. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> thank, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. That. Thanks yeah. for having me. thank you you for joining me in this episode of she talks tech if you enjoyed our discussion and found it inspiring i encourage you to follow and share the podcast by doing so you will never miss an episode and can help spread the empowering stories of women in technology and stem Let's work together to break barriers, shatter stereotypes, and build more inclusive and diverse future. Join the conversation, follow and share the She Talks Tech podcast. Thank you so much for your support. I look forward to having you with me in the future.